Hi guys, welcome to episode 13 of the YVR Business Den. If you like our prior episodes, please make sure you subscribe and share on your social media. Hey guys, on today's episode we have Andrew from Suited with ID. We're going to hear about his really inspiring story, about his passion, what took him to where he is today, and just about how his business grew. You guys are really going to enjoy this one. Check it out. did have some thoughts so I'm not gonna lie like I knew I was gonna do it but you know you were just a little bit hesitant like you know I was mostly taking steps forward but I was taking you know those little tiny steps backward too. This is YVR Business Den, an unplugged look at entrepreneurship in today's world. Stories of success in business and life with your hosts Vishal and Harv. Welcome everyone to episode 13 of the YVR Business Den. Today we have a great guest for you. We have Inder from Suited With ID and we're going to talk about his business, his life and kind of what got him into where he is today. So Inder, how's it going? It's going really well. How are you guys? Yeah. Great, great. Thanks so much for joining us, Inder. Um, yeah, I'm super excited for today's guest. If anybody knows me, I like to... Um, always stay suited so Andrew's actually going to measure me for a suit here sort of <laughs> <laughs> and then no no um, but yeah really excited to hear your story and yeah yeah I can't wait to get into this yeah Harvier's always yeah. Uh, always dressed up even uh, whenever I've been to his house uh, I just wear casual clothes like we're, we're actually the opposite I, I dress pretty casually usually and Harvier's always dressed up really nice and yeah, I, I was getting ready to play basketball I go pick him up from his house and he's yeah. wearing like a three piece he's like oh this is just the, the suit before the game you know yeah like, yeah, 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 yeah game yeah. day ready <laughs> look good feel good right yeah that's the way to go man that's uh, that's definitely a good feeling, man. Looking to fill up a whole wardrobe for you, man. Yeah. Hey, there you go. 100%. Like I, he, has, he has extra closet space. He's got, he's got <laughs> to go. I always have closet space for suits, yeah. man. You can never have too many. Yeah. So, uh, Inder, tell us a bit about yourself. Who is the man behind the company? And then we'll get to the company after that. Uh, yeah, the man behind the company is... Um, a lot of people won't know this. So, when people saw me on Instagram and they see me in suits... They just think, hey, you know what? This guy is just suited with ID. He's the face of it. This is probably, you know, his full-time kid. But behind the suit, I'm actually a man uh, who's actually a community support worker for the last 13 years, my full-time job. Wow. Yeah. And aside from that, uh, I have a beautiful family, uh, wife who have been married for the last, you know, five years actually yeah you know what the time is right we just hit our sixth year you know, exactly. your time is going fast and you gotta yeah. forget yeah. yeah six years and then i have uh, two beautiful kids okay. a boy and a girl my daughter nice. is three and a half and my son is at eight months just nice. recently born holy that's a lot to do in uh in 24 hours a day yeah oh it is it is and i gotta say you know what it's uh, it's my wife it's like a full-time job for her it's a 24 hour right mm-hmm. i'm the guy you know i'll come in for a little bit you know spend my time with the kids and it's uh, you know time for consultations right but you know she does all the feedings and stuff and the dressing up right so even the odd times i do take my kids out right they're like hey man this guy does an amazing job man he's always with the kids but i'm like hey you know what it's the wife man i just go out with the kids for <laughs> outing right yeah. and even that kind of have been reduced right to covid right right right, right. Sure. that's great that's actually on covid quick question how, how do you 
do the suits now with everyone putting on COVID weight? Do you add like extra flaps of fabric so like when, when that COVID weight hits, yeah. so you can just keep? You know, He's asking for me because I was just gonna ask if there's like a stretch blazer that we can get going. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, yeah, for the for the waist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like leggings, right? Like leggings, but you got the suit. So it keeps yeah, on stretching, yeah. keeps on fitting. Just leave like four inches around the waist. You know, I'll fill it in later. I'll fill it in later. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like our parents say, "We'll grow into it, right?" We'll grow yeah, into yeah. It. That's you how it is. Yeah, we actually had a thought of our clients. The, uh, saying hey you know what we might gain weight right like you know it's, it's actually that time right now uh, where you basically can't do much like right. a lot of people are not going to the gym um, a lot of people sitting and it may, like there's not much you can do uh, at all right uh, when you have a job that requires you to go out but now you're basically doing it on zoom uh, there's people that you know used to go to the gym a lot and then that would actually keep you healthy and even um, eating healthy you can't do that so yeah, we, we I, it's funny how you mentioned that because a lot of people say that to me. They're like, hey man, when you do make our suit, make it a little loose because you know what? We're going to be at this weight or not yeah. less or even yeah. more eventually, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I know, I know, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's all there is to do lately, right? You just eat, eat, yeah. and eat some more. It's yeah. crazy. It's, uh, it's things you got to prepare for. So uh, yeah. you're, you're a, a full-time father, full-time husband, full-time community support worker, yeah. um, and, and, and you run suited with id so tell us a bit about your company and, and kind of how you got how started, started. Yeah. yeah 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 absolutely no i would love to and yeah before i get started i just wanted to say to both of you guys thank you for taking this opportunity right for you know getting me in here and i would love to actually share my story and you know hopefully you know the light bulb kind of goes on for the people that are out there that you know they want to do the things that they want to do but there's a lot of negativity um around them and maybe i can inspire them so yeah, I'll tell you how I basically got involved with, suited with ID. So since I was a little boy, uh, I was always into fashion. Um, so as you guys even notice now, I like being unique. I like being, you know, wearing the fancy colors yeah. where somebody, you know, is walking and they're like, you know what, they can spot me from miles away and they're like, hey man, that's Inder, right? That's right. him, right? For anybody who can't, Kobe, you guys can't see, but he's, he's decked out in the like fanciest suit, like, like checkered and it's like bossed up right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got the pocket square. Yeah, 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 yeah no, definitely the sharpest dressed guest we've had. Yeah. yeah, yeah. it's one of those things, right? You know, I want people to know who I am, right? And then this way when they see me, they're like, hey man, this is one guy that we won't forget. Yeah. But yeah, it's like related to that, um, when I was a kid, you know, I wear like, you know, these colors that nobody would even wear, right? A lot of people were shy to even wear the light pinks. You probably see those colors like, you know, a lot now. I was told it's salmon. <laughs> salmon. Salmon, yeah, sorry, I should go salmon. Yeah. But that's the thing, right? There's yeah. like light pink, there's salmon, mm -hmm. right? So imagine even if people were salmon, I was one of those guys, I would even wear pink, right? Mm -hmm. Like I just never really cared what people thought, right? Yeah, so. Uh, and even those people that would actually say that I would actually never ever wear this, man, right? But then, you know, once they started seeing me in it and you start getting the compliments, they're like, you know what, man? Yeah, this is something we can wear, right? So it was kind of good that I would get them out of the comfort zone. Uh, and those people would be seeing my friends too and just, you know, friends of friends. Uh, sooner when I basically started growing up, uh, I just started wearing a lot of suits. Just always loved to, you know, dress up. It just made me feel like a winner, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just uh, you know, it would gain like confidence. Absolutely. Of, uh, me just wearing suits. And it's like a superhero when they put on their cape, man. Yeah. That's that's, a, that's yeah. the best way yeah. I can describe putting on a fitted suit, like yeah. man. Yeah. He's in there by day when he puts a suit yeah. on his ID. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Well, the thing was, it's actually just like you know, being Indo-Indian and the 
we just have a lot of weddings. Like, right, yeah. Not even that. Like, one wedding is like a one-month event, man. You need, yeah. like, yeah, you need, like, 18 different outfits. And sometimes there's, like, four <laughs> mayas that are happening. Yeah. And you're like, man, it's yeah. a marathon. And then you're also gaining, like, 30 pounds in that entire one wedding. And yeah. sometimes you have four in a month, so you're basically eating the entire time. No, no. <laughs> Tell me about it, right? And it's one of those things when you have, like, the same circle. You've seen these people all the time. And then you're at another wedding and they're like, hey, man, didn't you wear this before? Like, yeah. and, and even worse now with the social media. Yeah. And it's one of those things, though, too, you know, our uh, wedding just don't end, right? You yeah. got four or five, like, you know, events going on. So I would just, like, you know, stock up. But the, uh, the problem that I was having was when I would go shopping, this was where BC started my company. This was one of the reasons. I would come across... Uh, I shouldn't mention the word typical, but it, they were just the classic colors. As you know, notice, right. everybody wears a black, the grays, the grays, charcoal. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It's simple, and that's something that's going to be in forever. Exactly. Even, even when we have kids. And, right. Yeah. Uh, basically, I already have kids and stuff, but, you know, even when they have their kids, you yeah. guys have so to It's always going to be, like, the suit classic it's color. always going to be there. But it wasn't, it wasn't your style, because you don't, you don't spot that from a mile away. It was like, oh... That's so and so. Well, but that's that's another thing, Vishal. Um, don't get me wrong. I do sometimes like being simple, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, you want to have variety, and have, like that's what I believe in, right? Right. More the better, right? More the your right. Um, if you want to make a statement, right? Yeah, you might as well go out, go for the pinstripes, right? And you know the funky colors. Right. But then also that that had to suit your personality too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just don't want to have rainbow colors. And if that's what people want, hey, that's totally fine, right? It's something that they're comfortable with. But I want somebody to be like, hey, man, I would never expect somebody to wear this and it actually looks good on you. Like, this is something that I would encourage other people to wear. Uh, so I like getting, um, you know, uh, pretty much good compliments like that. So basically going back to uh, me shopping for my suits, like I said, just the regular colors. And when it came to that, I felt like back in the days, there wasn't that many options to basically go uh, custom. Right. So it was off the rack. And, you know, me being five feet seven, I would have a suit where the sleeves were so long, yeah. right? Pants were just so long. And, you know, the arm area were very tight. Basically work out and stuff. So I'm just like one of those, like, I guess you can call it like stocky built. Right, right yeah. And then I'm like, hey man, this just doesn't look good, right? And, and to me, it all comes about a fitting. You can have like a million dollar suit, but if the fit isn't good, right, you're basically not gonna stand out, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Um, I started basically going into stores where there were custom options too. But it was limited custom, like there was only a few things that you can customize from. So I just thought, I'm like, okay, uh, you know what, I have to basically even go overseas. I was going even overseas to go um, shop. I would actually go to like USA, um, even London. I'm a big fan of like the fashion there, right? Right. the UK, and even India. So basically, uh, the way how it started afterward was uh, I got married in 2015. So in 2017, my wife basically gave this idea. She's like, hey, Ender, you know, hearing your story and seeing the way how you dress, you know, people give you a lot of compliments, people look up to you, uh, they basically get tips from you, because I would even have my friends call me, they're hey man, what should I wear with, you know, this suit, what tie would you wear? And I would basically just be happy explaining to them, because this is something that I love. Right. 
So she mentioned that we should start this. And the, and the day she mentioned that was like a day before we basically went into um, a shop. And we noticed everything was just done within uh, 20 minutes. So what I mean by everything was done, like I chose my fabric, I uh, chose under lining, and I just felt like uh, I didn't get the proper customer service. Right. But that wasn't the shop's fault because it was a, the shop that was nine to five. So you just have people coming in, right. they weren't really even taking any appointments. And I felt like that time wasn't really spent with me, especially when you're spending a lot of money. And right. when you go custom, there's a lot of details that go in it. So even with like my own business right now, we do over 20 measurements. But that's, that's just one step of right. going like, you know, a customizing a suit. So it's basically on my wife, like my wife's idea. She basically, you know, brought it to my attention. She's like, look, you're a people person. You love being dressed up. You love helping others. Uh, you know what, why, why don't you look into this? So I just started doing research, um, just looking at sources. And basically from there, yeah, I, I started like basically a year and a half later. But even then what we did was, uh, it was all trial and error. We're like, hey, you know what? Let's try this out. Because, you know, at the beginning, you go, you want to get your product right. You know, you want to get your vendors right. You want to make exactly. sure you got the right Still tailor. sorting out all the details of that. Yes. So that was a big support from my friends from the beginning. Because like since I mentioned, you know, growing up, uh, there, there was always people looking up to me. You know, pe people loved the way how I dressed, right? So they're like, oh, I had a lot of support from family and friends. They were like, hey, this is great. You're trying this out, right? We wish you the best, and we know you're going to do really well. And it just happened to be during those times. As we all know, being Indians, you know, every year there's someone's wedding. You know, things have kind of changed with COVID. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we were having a lot of weddings of our friends and cousins. So even then, what we did was uh, we basically started making suits for their big day started getting like, you know, a good feedback. And the BC, uh, from there, we, we decided that, you know what, this is something that we can launch. But it wasn't something like, you know what, we just had a thought of doing it in like, you know, one night and next thing you know, we started the next day, right? Right, right, right. It's funny when you talk about custom suits, uh, it reminds me of, uh, I don't know if, it, if you guys watch Fresh Prince, yeah. but when, when Will goes to boarding school and the uniform, he flips it the other way around, uh, yeah. and then he has like that floral, floral suit oh dude, i remember to... that i remember yeah. that and you know what the thing with that i just remember seeing that um last week and that is yeah really i got you brought that iconic up. man yeah. iconic and it's no, so that, funny. and that dude it looks sick like when you were so inside of, yeah, yeah like yeah no, that looks yeah. good that's like a good example of <laughs> yeah, uh if i remember correctly in, in the episode when he wears it and he's even held or when he's when he first puts it on he he, he walks out and was kind of like whoa what, man, what the hell are you doing like that's so weird yeah. and then he then was like yo that's pretty sick man like he, he's rocking it so yeah. it's funny how you say that in, in the beginning it's like it stands out and you're not sure what to think about it but if it matches the person's personality like if carlton wore that it wouldn't match his personality right. but when will wore that it matches personality and you're like yo that's a perfect suit um, so I think that that resonates when you when you share that story. I think it is important because I will wear stuff differently than Harvey will wear, and Harvey wears most things better than I would wear. So I mean, it's uh, it, it it's it's always important to to get that that right fit, and and that's that's huge. I have an issue with finding stuff that fits me all the time. So it's, yeah, I get down, especially being over six feet and stuff, and like, you know you work out, and, and my arms are longer than they should be. Yeah. Like I'm a freaking monkey walking around, man, and my arms are like dragging on the ground almost. So it's. I think my arms are like an inch and a half longer than they should be. So yeah. like when I wear something that fits my shoulders and it's like it's too short, point in case yeah. right now. But uh, 
it's uh, it, it nothing makes you feel better than when you have a proper fitting suit. And then for like exact whoever's not an Indian listener out there from from the Indian community, it's like you got like seventeen wedding events, and then you got the one year anniversary, and then after that, someone has a baby, then you got the the kid's one year birthday, and then just like nonstop yeah. suits and events yeah. and stuff. So um, there's that, and then there's work, and then there's just so many reasons to. Uh, there's just a big a big need for sure. No, absolutely there is, and I feel like uh, place where we live and there is like a lot of customs and men's and women's suiting companies right. but I feel like with the population that we have I still don't feel like it's enough right? absolutely so I get like a lot of clients who are like hey and it's, even some of the women's I've been told like you know there's not that many companies that do this and it's like what you mentioned Michelle like you know you have long arms right and you know you're tall so even with some of our female clients they're like some of them even close to six feet. Yeah. And they have the same issue and stuff. So they're like, hey, thank God we, we found you. But I think most important... Let, let them know I need players for a co-ed basketball team once, <laughs> yeah. once COVID's <laughs> over. So we're looking, looking for players. Yeah. Um, but I, I think one thing I... Uh, sorry sorry to, to change it, but one thing that really caught my interest is when you're talking about um, making that change. So you, your wife had a conversation with you about, hey, there there's a need. So your wife planted that seed. You're like, yeah, this makes sense, and, and let's go from there. So how did you go about managing, uh, when you looked at your current yes. obligations yes. as a husband, as a father, and as uh, you know, a 9 to 5, 40 hour a week employee? M- more than that. Even M- more, more than, than that, I'm sure. That. And it's a heavy like, job. Yeah. It's an emotionally heavy job. So yeah. how did you go about making the decision like, yeah, I can do this, and this is how I'm going to do this, this is how I'm going to carve out the time, this is what steps I'm going to take? Because uh, I remember I just read, uh, is it Shoot, Shoot Dog? The oh yeah, the one? Phil Phil Knight. Phil Knight, yeah. yeah. I read Shoe Dog uh, again for like the third time, and it's interesting because that that's a very similar story where he looked at his his current obligations, like this is how I can find out the time to do, and it was very methodical. So how did you go about doing that? That's a very good question, Vishal, because I mean nowadays uh, people barely have time to even do one job, right? The nine to five, and after that they're like, hey, you know what? We're booked, right? Nothing. Right. Just go home, take it easy. But for me, I was just a passionate guy. Like I loved. I love to do what I do, right? That's the reason why I do it. And, and it's actually the support system that helps a lot. Uh, without them, I probably wouldn't be able to free up my schedule. Mm-hmm. So as, as you guys know, you know, having um, two kids, obviously my son was just born recently, but yeah, with the daughter, um, there was challenges. But with uh, my wife, I told her since day one, I'm like, I just need you to stay home and just be with the daughter. Uh, so there was a lot of benefit with that. It's like, you know what? My daughter gets to be uh, with, with, with like her mother. Right. Mm-hmm. And rather than her going through the wrong path down the road, right? Because nowadays the kids don't really get that time either. Yeah. Right. So that helped a lot. And and she basically took the pressure off me. She's like, okay, Andrew, if I'm going to stay home, then basically, you know what, I'll just spend time with the daughter. Whenever you need me, I'm there. Believe it or not, my wife is like even the one that does the measurements and she does like the whole uh, order. So, 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 She's yeah. the CEO. <laughs> she is. She's actually one of that, one of that person though. Yeah. She won't talk much. Yeah. Yeah. But she has a brain of something. Like being my, like my, my, my in-laws basically come from like backgrounds of like, you know, business. They, right. they all have like, you know, some kind of business and they're all doing well. And I think that's where the idea came. And mm. the thing was just also customer service, right? She said, hey, you're a people person, you can start this. But yeah, going more back to your question was, um, 
we just set schedules on the group. This is how much I work. And I even was even picking up extra shifts because I couldn't say no to my staff. And I feel like my individuals that are supported at work, they basically needed me to. Right. So what I would do is, believe it or not, I would actually have appointment an hour after I would, I would get off. So I would just rush at home, quickly put on a suit. Because obviously you can't wear a right. suit, you know, at a group home. Right, <laughs> right. You could if you choose to, right? Yeah. That'd be odd. <laughs> yeah. Just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. Right. Next thing you know, you're going to have six stains everywhere. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I would just schedule my clients on the weekends or basically on my days off, which I barely have. I would even work seven days a week. Yeah. Uh, most of the people, as you guys know, they do the job nine to five, so they'll be off around like you know five or six, and they won't come till the evening. Mm. So that's that's how it uh, basically worked out. And on top of that, um, we would just schedule in our clients, and I would just work around my schedule. Mm. Uh, my my job, my schedule, so for my work wasn't at nine to five. When I say work, that's for the business. Mm. So it was ID. We would even have people come in at nine o'clock at night, believe it or right. not. And actually, it, that's that's the thing that people even appreciated. The clients, if they had to come to my shop with their spouse, as you guys might know, the spouses sometimes have different schedules. The yeah. husband be working during the day. The wife might work during the night. At night, uh, vice versa. So they were really happy. They're like, hey, this is great because whenever we want to go together, it's at six, seven o'clock, but most of the shops will close then, right? Right. But I'm like, hey, with me, even if you guys got to come at eight or nine, I'm totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. Like I have a lot of friends and clients out in Victoria. I even had them at my shop at 11 o'clock. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. a good thing about running on, on business, right? Exactly. We get to make up our on schedule and we're there to accommodate our clients. Right. Well, it speaks to also that, uh, you know, you're allowed to have more than one passion. Obviously, you, you're passionate about your, your support work that you do on the, during the day, but you, you said it didn't feel like work. And I think that's so so key to when you're thinking of starting something on the side, like you don't actually have to just leave everything behind to do it. Like you can still, um, if you're truly passionate about it, um, you know, you can have a, a five to nine and a nine to five, so to speak. Yeah. Right? No, you're absolutely right, Harv. And the thing is, when I tell people I've been in, uh, you know, CLS, that's a company that I work for, Community Living Society for Special Needs, I tell them 13 years, and honestly, it doesn't even feel like 13 years. Um, it really feels like half of that. Because right. when you enjoy something, the time goes by so fast, right. and you don't even know where the time went. Exactly. Um, even when I started that, I never thought that, you know what, I'll be in this for like, you know, 13 years as we're sitting right now and I'm still going, right? right. My job, my, like, my plan is to do that until like, you know, I'm healthy right? because, yeah. you know, I love helping the people that are in need. Um, and that's something that I can get to, um, further how basically, you know, became a community support worker too. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's some of the things that the way how I basically started this company. Crazy! It's always interesting to hear uh, because I think that's one of the biggest reservations or automatic triggers of fear when people think about following another one of their passions to start turning into a business. Mm-hmm. Is uh, the 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 whole thought of a side hustle? Oftentimes, I hear, "Well, I don't have the time for a side hustle." Yeah. Um, so it's important. I, I think the biggest thing is you, you got to plan for the time. Yes. So mm-hmm. you what what's important to you? 
you'll make the time to make it work. Yeah, yeah. Whether that be fitness, whether that be family, right. whether that be business. I mean, like, that's something Gary Vee, like, pounds into our brains because I follow, if you follow Gary Vee... He stole it from me. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I knew he got it from somewhere. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's always talking about, like, people who complain that they don't have time to start something new. But right. it's like, no, you will have time if you truly care about something, do, like, truly are passionate about something. And if you don't have the time, that means you're not passionate about it. Find something you are passionate about right. because... You're wasting your time forcing something that you don't really care about. And it's not even going to work anyway because you're not fully there. Um, whereas if you find something you are passionate about and don't worry about the money and all that other stuff, just follow your passion and everything else will fall into place later. You're absolutely yeah. hard, and I'm really glad you brought that up because with me, while I was speaking, I just have so many, th- so much to say. Of course. Right? You just basically like, you know, lose your thoughts. Yeah. But the one thing that you mentioned, um, it's very important in like my story that the way how I actually got started in a community support worker, um, it's like what you mentioned, if you have passion for um, something and you're not worried about, you know, the money, right? Things will come, you're like, you wouldn't make time. Yeah, you know, if you're having, if you have two or three jobs or even two to three hobbies, yeah, maybe your fourth ho- hobby, you can't really, you, you know, you give it all, but you can't spend like, you know, eight hours at right, it, right? right. I mean, you, you need your sleep yeah, in there. Yeah, you need your sleep, <laughs> but, but you're definitely not just going to let it go, No, right? Like, that's the thing. But, but I think you reallocate your time accordingly. Yeah. Like, I think uh, that goes back to like your gut instinct, because I've had that before when I was, in my previous career, when I was, I was trying to move up that ladder, um, I had a lot of passions, like I'm passionate about a lot of things, but you need to reallocate how much time you're spending and your gut, uh, I did. I don't. I always do air quotes on a podcast. No one can see it, but your <laughs> gut instinct it will tell you hand what's talker. more important. I'm definitely a hand talker, <laughs> um, but it's like I'm trying to like orchestrate a, yeah. a, a choir when I'm talking. <laughs> but it's uh, it's one of those things that your your gut will tell you what's more important to you. That's and exactly. there are certain things yeah. you have to you prioritize. Draw. Yeah, you have to prioritize, and sometimes you have to let things go. Not forever, but for a little bit of time. Uh, yeah, because there's uh, situations that come in life where you kind of have to give something a break, right? Exactly. Yeah, sure. exactly. It could be a fa- family emergency, health, right? But yeah, you can't do 18 different things effectively all at the same time, but no. you can do five. You can. Right? And what, what, what are the most important five things to you? And then once you well, knock out that barrier of fear, because I, I know a lot of people actually. that I speak to, you can tell they're passionate about something, but they're so scared to give it a try. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's the We've all been there. Yeah, yeah we've we all been there. And I mean, I... A lot of people don't know this other than my close friends and obviously family knows this, but my dad has a successful um, excavating business for the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. He runs it with my uh, dad and uh, uncle, who's like one of the close friends. Right. So everybody thought that that's something that I would get into because, you know, being Indian, you know. You follow family business. Yeah, yeah. You, you follow family business. That's so exactly what it is. And nowadays, a lot of people think about money, even back then they did too. Right. Most of the time, it's just uh, one of those typical things where people are going to guess, hey, you know what, you are going to run that company. So he, he was my friend Jared. Uh, he's basically like my role model. Me and him were the same age. But man, this guy's maturity um, level was really up there and uh, heart of gold. And he brought it up to me. He's like, dude, why don't you just become a community support worker? And I thought, I'm like... Yeah, you know what? I never even thought there's those fields. Like we always heard about, you know, special needs kids being out there. Um, I didn't know much about organization. Keeping my eyes only like 18, 19 then. Did, didn't know much. I'm like, hey man, where would I do this, right? Then I just started looking into uh, like schools and then BC in your hometown, I guess, uh, in Abbotsford University uh, College of uh, Fraser Valley. Right. 
that's where I went. But before I went there, I told a lot of people that this is something that I, I want to do. Right? And it's like I didn't really put any thoughts to it uh, because I knew that I could do it. And Jared Beasy had to remind me of that moment in high school from that short story that I shared about Brandon. He said, man, I know you're going to be really good at this and stuff. And the main thing is you care about the individuals, right? And, you know, you have passion, right, for this field. And he's like, dude, you're going to do well. And not even for once I thought about the money. Right. But the other thing, game, you know, where, you know, you have people that interfere in your life. Um, you started getting criticized a lot. I think, like, but there were a lot of friends that were supportive, even cousins. Believe it or not, I was actually hearing most of these things from uh, some of the elders. And thank God, like, my family is really so supportive. Because what happens is nowadays, a lot of people, they get that negative effect when people tell you, you can't do this, you won't, you won't do good. And you're like, okay, what if I don't do good? Then yeah, this person is right. But I feel like sometimes you and your close friends know you better than anyone else. Okay? Uh, that person might not even have any knowledge about what they even said. Uh, they don't even have knowledge about who are you, right? So basically what they could do, you cannot do, right? Right. That's how it works. So even with you, Vishal and Harv, what you guys do is amazing, right? But there's certain things that you guys would be able to do that I won't be able to do. And same with me. Uh, but others, the people in society, they don't see that. And it's just unfortunate that a lot of kids that could have became something that they wanted to, not, not, not just become something, but what they, what they wanted to be, they never took that passion to another level. And now it just became a regret, like you can't even look back. So mm -hmm. I was very thankful of that support. Being young and, uh, you know, did have some thoughts, so I'm not gonna lie. Like I knew I was gonna do it, but you know, you were just a little bit hesitant. Like, you know, I was mostly taking steps forward, but I was taking, you know, those little tiny steps Big backward steps. too. Yeah, yeah it's self-doubt, yeah. you know what, everybody has that. And um, it is, it definitely, um, that's when you kind of have to tune out the external noise yeah. uh, and as you mentioned the support system is huge no matter if it's just one friend or sometimes you have to be your own support system and exactly. like listen to podcasts like this one plug right. for why your business <laughs> true, true. <laughs> no. but yeah no I definitely agree with everything you said there it is you do have to follow your passion follow your gut and tune out um, there's always going to be people who say like oh that might not be the right thing to do might not be the right thing to quit your job in a pandemic right. and go self-employed you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> you just gotta do it and at the end of the day my thing is always like if you fail like at the end of the day you take away a lesson to go forward even higher like the next time like it's never gonna be complete like you're not losing anything by do taking a chance I think it's so important okay. to, to know as well, like, no one ever hits a lottery on the first try. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you're not going to have a successful business the very first thing you try. Yeah. I mean, you uh, might. Some people do. But the thing is, like, it's but, not... But to that point, it's not even, like, for example, like, financial planning. It's, like, I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to have to change a different company, but my approach the first time may not be the home run. I got to change my approach, change my approach, change my approach. You might still be in the same field. But your first approach won't be the home run. And you never know until you try. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? You got me like a valid point. I can give you an example about, you know, my friends. Um, even the younger crew that I hang out with and, you know, these kids look up to me. I even ask them, I'm like, hey, how is your business going? Because, you know, it's a new business that right. they started. Um, for example, I would use the example for uh, get in. She and her sister, they own 
a baking company and stuff, right? Maybe like cakes, cupcakes, right. right? And I remember they approached me. They're like, hey, we know you have a successful business. How do you do it? Do you mind if we get you inside about marketing? And I'm like, hey, man, that's made me feel really good because uh, I'm mean, not going to lie, I'm doing good. But yeah, you know, you got to think I'm doing even better, right? right. And it's one of those things where somebody looks up to you, you want to push them in the right direction, right? And you want to motivate them. I know how it felt like when I started my business. It was uh, very, I wouldn't say easy, but it wasn't hard because, you know, me growing up, like, you know, people looked up uh, to me as like, you know, the fashion icon. So right away, people just jump on board. But it's always a hardest sale to get at the beginning. And then you have to, you know, um, show people how good you're doing order for other people to come on board right so i think my family and friends that they were like the walking advertisement yes until they didn't wear my product other people didn't see it right right? yeah because no matter how much uh yeah your network says they're going to support or whatever it is it's just at the end of the day people want to see that you're legit that you you've been in the you've you've have some sort of street credibility you know what i mean it doesn't matter how much they say they're going to support you sometimes they just want to make sure you're going to be doing it for a while too like you know like you this is what you're going to be doing (laughs) and then uh and then yeah that kind of stuff comes but you need to you need to take that step first and see where it goes right? yeah you and that's the thing that. Harvey. like some other people they're not gonna i believe in in you until you don't believe in yourself right exactly so, yeah, you and that comes be, across you, you have to be in it. the game for a while and yeah there are some people that do want to support you but they're like hey you know what we'll let uh you know these other people buy his suits first they will see how it goes right and then they go approach those people they hey man how was this guy's suit or how was blah 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 Right, and then they see it for their own eyes. They're like, "Hey, you know what? We'll jump on board." So going back to uh, my sister Street, that was like my friend's company. Uh, they made a very good point. They're like, "We learned from our struggles and from each order," and that even reminded me of my business. So I was really passionate about what I did, and. But the thing was, you know, sometimes we're all gonna make mistakes, and you learn from there. It's like what you said, Vishal. Right. It's like you know what uh, the approach might be different, but that doesn't mean you stop trying. You just fix it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know, change a different approach, and you know you're gonna do something different, and not make the same mistake that you probably did previously. Yeah. And, uh, and you learn from it, man. Because even the great ones, man, even like you know, Michael Jordan, these other celebrities, or even people in our community that we look up to, mm-hmm. right? They all uh, they all failed and stuff, and that's part of success. Exactly. Right. Fail- failure never stops. But neither does your will to succeed. Exactly. And I think that's that's the thing. You always have to continue to try something new. Um, so let's talk about your let's go back to Sudo with ID. Yes. Um, so when you were getting started, you 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 reached out to to find vendors, and then after yes. that, it's like sort of a relationship. So let, let's kind of break it down, sure. if you don't mind, to like small no, segments. So um, yeah. how did how was your what was your approach when trying to find the right vendors? How did you find that experience? Like you know, did you do it online? Did you go through somebody? To find somebody else, like how did you go about finding the vendors that you liked? I truly like, man. If you have passion for something, you have to invest your hundred percent in it. And this was a big thing that it uh, that I did um, to start off this company. So first, like you know, um, anything that we do, I feel like you know you have to be their life. So I did not do any phone calls. Like, don't get me wrong, I I called in to see you know what my options yep. were. Looked online. Uh, basically, my wife. Uh, side of her family during the business of closing too mm. right so they basically helped me out 
So I basically went to India. So uh, the it works is we carry over a thousand fabrics now. Right? Yeah. But and those yeah, it's a lot That's of a lot. options, man. A lot <laughs> of options, man. You can be in the shop for two hours and yeah, you right. wouldn't know even know what fabric to buy. You choose, right? <laughs> yeah. you get overwhelmed. Basically, those fabrics are Italian fabrics, right? So I wanted to find a tailor out in India because that was one place that uh, I know that made suits really well, right? That the work was really good. Um, so I'm not saying I had it easy, but I was just wearing suits for the longest time. And I know like you know, some of the suits that I got stitched are rather from like, you know, Hong Kong or India. Really? So I basically went, uh, went out there and I basically shopped around. So what I would do is I would get suits made for myself first. Right. Trial and error. Exactly. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to know, right? That's all you're not going to try and stand behind a product if you don't know that tailor's work, right? Especially if you don't know how it's going to look on you. And then if you say that, you know, you're measuring other people, if it comes, like, yeah, you want to be sure. So, right. well, you, you, you lose your clients, and you know what? Um, it's not like a good feeling, no, but I know that's, that, that, like, that's how you learn. But if if you can get rid of that problem, why not, right? And that's, and that's what I meant, mentioned about earlier when we decided to do the business. We didn't start right away. Like we just had like a lot of trial and error, right? So mm-hmm. I would go to India back and forth, take time off from, you know, community living society as yeah. a, com- uh, you know, community support worker. We went through a lot of tailors. And, uh, yeah. So. Uh, he's probably got like 3,000 suits now. <laughs> Reaching up there. Like, yeah. uh, I'm trying to hit my 1,000 suits. So. Yeah. Yeah, Man, I'm that's got to be hard. I feel like when you got so many custom suits, it's like, oh, I can't gain weight now because yeah. I got to fit into all of these. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge thing. Yeah, and I'm one of those guys, man. I, something could become my favorite suit. Yeah. But literally in one month, it's become basically in this field, right? It's yeah. my passion. Another suit's going to be my favorite, so it's yeah. always going to be favorite suits, yeah. Eh? yeah, no, for sure. I can only imagine when you have so many fabrics. So, like, just break that down a little bit more in detail for, yeah. like, in general for me. Let's say if somebody out there and they want to um, not start a suits, but let's say whatever they're into, uh, and it's in clothing involved. So, for you, the tailor part, for sure, and then the fabrics. So, do you actually carry those fabrics on hand? Like, because that's a lot of fabric. We do. So, we basically have sample of those fabrics. So, right. they're not like those big bundles, right, that right. you see at st- uh, stores, right? Right, yeah, right. They basically come in fabric books, right? Right, right. So, well, you basically get the feel of them. It gives you all the details of those fabrics, um, you know, what, what they are. Yeah. And the BC in books of Ariston, that's our highest brand that we uh, carry. It's nice. well-known Italian uh, fabrics, right? From like Reliable Mill out in Italy. Right. Then we have Strona, Mark, and uh, Penny. Right. right. So basically, they're all, they're all in books. So when you go through the fabrics, that's a first step, right? Right. Once you select the fabric, we go through measurements, right? And like I said, it's over 20 measurements of your body. Uh, soup styles, too. Yeah, uh, it's literally a lot of details going through. Sure. You got like the lapel and the buttons, and then like the buttons, so that inner lining, right. right? And even when you said lapel harp, we ask our client like, "Hey, what's the width?" We right, right. We, we measure the width too. Right, so you can basically customize anything, uh, basically any part of that suit. Well, that, uh, yeah, that that's what exactly what it is. Because like I mentioned earlier, it's it, you know what there wasn't much custom options right. here before, and when there is, it is very limited. So mm-hmm. you know what, when me and the wife when we started this, we're like, okay, it's gonna be hundred percent custom. Yeah, and you want to do it right, right? So you're going all. Out. Do you guys do shirts as well? Or? Yes, yes, we do uh, dress shirts. Uh, we just started, so we we don't have that much fabrics in that. Yeah. But so like, there's, there's custom made dressers. Yes, there's oh, custom cool. made. Nice. Yes, all of our work okay. is custom. We do keep uh, 
some suits on stock because mm-hmm. you know especially in our culture and you know Indian them, they kind of usually come late and they go shopping. I need a suit for yeah. a wedding in two weeks. So <laughs> yeah. you know, to, uh, yeah. Yeah. I've been even told like a week. I had oh, it like three really? days. I'm like, hey man, I'm not a magic guy. Yeah. I'm not a magician, yeah. man. Where I don't have a yeah. shop in the back here where guys yeah. are making, working away. No, 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 no. Yeah. But yeah, the, the whole, the, another thing about our whole process is that we're with our client from, from the beginning to the end. So, you know, it's not like you see me, you know, today and when your suit comes in, it's going to be someone else. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm with like my client, right? Any changes, right, will make that. So it, it, once, once the order is in for the suit, the fabric is shipped from Italy to India. Then from India, it comes here. And we have to have a keep an in-house dealer because as you guys know, any custom suit, it might not be right. Right, you, know, you got to be prepared for alterations. Yeah, for sure. it's very minimum. Right, uh, and even even then, like you know, we actually go to um, you know our person's uh, the, the the person that does our alterations. Um, yeah, she's amazing. Like you know, without her, we can't even run our business. Right, right? Mm-hmm. we even go with the clients there. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. awesome. So that's what I mean. It's like you know what, from beginning to end, at the end, we're, we're with them, and if. Oh, sorry, yeah, I was going to just ask, so how long was that process from when you first started looking for the right um, supplier to when you, you found the supplier and then after that point, okay, now that we got the material that we want, now we got to find the tailor that we want. Yes. Uh, how long was that process? Was that like a, a year, six months or? Uh, yeah, it was about seven to eight months. It did take that long. Right. Yeah. And in between, we change our vendors too. So when I say we change our vendor, the previous ones still stay with us, but they weren't like a number one person mm. that we would go up to, right? For right. the fabrics? Uh, yeah, for the fabrics right. and also a tailor. Right. I felt like the fabric wasn't uh, hard to find. Right. It's yeah. the tailor because yeah. like the work and the stitching yeah. that goes that's into where the it. That's that the turnaround time, yeah. all that stuff, right? Yeah. I think it's important. You want to have all your all the power of your company in one person. Exactly. Because then you're just self-dependent on this one person. If they go away, you're, you're pretty much screwed. So I am. And that's why you always need a backup plan, right? right. Exactly. And that's another reason why we didn't start right away. We wanted to make sure that, you know what, there is a plan processes in place yeah you just don't want to be getting a lot of orders and it's like hey sorry guys you know there's yeah. uh things went kind of sideways yeah. can you imagine you have just the one tailor like sorry i gotta take a week off man yeah. <laughs> well even now this is imagine you have the one tailor and you know god forbid that person gets covid and they're out for two weeks what are you gonna yeah. do exactly. someone has a wedding in three weeks and i was like oh hey man you can't get your outfit for your wedding because yeah. my one tailor had covid right. and they're out for two weeks yeah. <laughs> it's weird that's why luckily Andrew is also a tailor himself no, that's yeah. right yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's stitching right now while yeah. we speak yeah. <laughs> and I wish that, that's actually one thing that's actually one thing the wife is learning right now oh right wow now. nice and we're probably doing our own alterations and that's wow. the wife is gonna learn that you know kids grow up a little bit and then right. that way we're in control of everything and I know that word control sounds so powerful and people get like intimidated by that but it's I think it's good to have control when you look out for the best interest of people because then like you know even with you guys even before you know you guys got into doing what you guys are doing right now you guys customer service was probably amazing you guys wish you guys could do a lot for your clients but a lot of things were probably not in your hands because it wasn't your business exactly you can't control the experience otherwise right yeah that's what it comes down to yeah so um you so yeah you sorry just to, to back up so yeah you got the tailors that was check mark you sorry you got the supplier check mark tailor check mark now you got your material. 
coming here seems like you had your process of what you wanted from start to finish. You you had an idea of what you want that customer experience to be, which is fantastic. You know, you're talking about coming in, doing all the custom measurements. You have a checklist of all the questions you ask to get the right fitting. What's important to them? Check, 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 check. And then to get started, to get your name out there, to to start getting your clients, how was that experience for you? And, and kind of what made it tough and what, what helped you succeed? How it succeed was basic client feedback and having a you know good, good relationship um, with them. Because you know what, you can go anywhere and get what you want, but if you're not following up with your client, you're not really making them feel important. Because you know, as we all know, Sometimes people just want the sale. Right. Like, hey, buddy, buy your stuff or spend two, three grand. Okay, see ya, man. I don't know you. You don't know me. Or even thank you for your business. But with us, we appreciate, you know, our clients, uh, you know, business. We make them feel, you know, important because they are, right? Mm-hmm. And we care. And so it, it, we obviously want to get better because this is something new. So we would follow up with them. And I think that helped our relationship become more strong it just wasn't that it was a business uh client uh you know relationship and stuff it was more about you know getting to know them too like you know what's going on in their life um even being a community support worker i would actually have clients that come in and they don't know that you know ender is also a community support worker and they might have somebody in their family that needs funding especially with COVID going on uh, we would just forget about suits and just talk about them. And I think that that basically helped quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Friends and family were the biggest support. Uh, me growing up, always network. So I didn't really, you know, use even social media much then, um, as much as I, I use now. Uh, just a lot of weddings were happening. I um, had friends that were in businesses. They came to me. They basically had a good experience, which they know they were, they will have, right? Because we all grew up together and they knew what kind of guy I was. So that's why I didn't think twice before going to me. Right. And after that, you know, there was the walking advertisement, right? Other people saw it. So it was mostly just a lot of word of mouth that actually, you know, made my business become uh, established. Um, the downfall a little bit was, as we all know, with a lot of people, COVID. So when COVID hit actually last year mm-hmm. in March, um, business did take a hit. Mm-hmm. Cause, you know, weddings got canceled. Right. Uh, the businessmen, you know, they weren't even working yeah. in the office. The they were like, I would, <laughs> that's me right there. I went from like living in a suit to like, now I just have the blazer on and shorts. You know yeah, what I mean? 100%, 100%. <laughs> so that's what it was, man, right? And, you know, everything was just canceled. And like I said, for us, it was like, you know, never really about the money. It was just hearing people's uh, experience, like, you know, hey, man, you know, you made the best suit for me. You know, we got a lot of compliments, you know, uh, people loved it. And hey, we're coming from you. Right. That was more important than me making money. So for a while, we weren't even hearing that because when, you know, as you guys know, beginning when it got, you know, things shut down, it actually shut down. Right. Like, you know, nothing was happening out at all. So I was even telling my wife. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I just love, uh, you know, getting compliments from people and hearing their positive feedback, right? Or even when things, uh, you know, with small recommendations. And I'm like, we're not getting that. So that was a little bit of downer. But you know what? You just take the positive out of it. Because you know what? That you're not the only ones that's going through it. There's like poor people that uh, business just closed down. Mm-hmm. And that was their main source of income, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So it just, yeah, very, uh, very unfortunate for some people. But yeah, I mean, you're not, like, there's always a light uh, at, at the end, end of the yeah. tunnel. Like, you know, it wasn't going to yeah. be forever. No. And, um, and things now started picking up. We just started focusing on social media, just right. trying to connect. The thing is, like, you saw the advantage of, like, working on the back end of that thing. And, like, you mentioned, like, working on the social media of the, of the company yeah. and the brand. And so you, there was still stuff that you could do to position yourself to come out stronger out of this, like, the time that we were in. That's what it was. Because, you know, when you were getting a lot of business, just a family and friends just like everyone else everything is just shot right exactly. so what you want to do what i wanted to do was when i'm like okay when things kind of go back to normal and now it's what i guess semi-normal and stuff i guess you can say it. Yeah. still 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 some time to go right so i'm like i'm just gonna focus on my marketing mm-hmm. uh just the social media and this is a funny ex- example that i use I'm like, I have to attract my clients by having a good photographer, showing good details on my pictures and just making it very professional. Cause that's something that I wasn't doing before, even though I was getting like, you know, business, but it was just from you know, family and friends. Very organic, yeah. So the example that I use is, um, your looks is what's going to bring you to the table but the personality is going to keep the dates going on. So it's like, you know, when, whenever in the past, you know, we, we went on dates, uh, we went on a date. I don't know about you guys, but at least for some people, you know, they were either attracted to the female, right? They're like, ah, oh, you know, she's good looking. And then the personality, what, what was the thing that was keeping going on? Uh, like, you know, he kept the dates going back and forth, back and forth, right? So with me, I'm like, first I have to attract the audience, right? Because when things do uh, go back to normal, people are going to have me in their mind, mm-hmm. right? They're like, hey, man, we've seen this guy stuff before on Instagram. But you still don't know how it is, it's 100%. But you know what? You go give that person a chance. You're like, hey, man, let's try this, uh, this, this company out. You know, they're posting on regular, you know, stuff seems good. So I started getting a lot of that um, and just connecting with people on Instagram where, you know, they would actually reach out to me. Um, j- just like how we all met right, right. now. Mm-hmm. Man, that was a strong element of uh, marketing and Instagram. And it's free, man. And, and it's glad I used it because it helped all it takes a lot is time. Yeah, yeah exactly. all it takes is time. I think a couple of big things is, yeah, like it depends what kind of business you want. Let's just stick to the, the clothing industry. If you're someone that has... Um, I don't know, like novelty stuff, like uh, Christmas sweaters or something like that, or, or meme sweaters or something, like whatever, then it's about streamlined process. It, it's about throughput. So what's your system going to be to transact as quickly as possible to as wide of an audience as possible and just get it through? If we look at luxury brands, like Suda with ID, for example. Yeah. It's very it's, customized product. It's very customized. Yeah. And, I, and the thing I love is you talk about the follow-up because that's really where your growth goes because yeah. if you know i imagine myself going through that process i get a suit and then after my event i get hit up with a follow-up where it's like hey Michelle, hope the event went well whatever it may be um how's the experience with the suit any compliments any things you wish were different whatever it meant like i walk away from that experience but like holy shit that's crazy like and then i, I agree with your point the whole point of our marketing is to be top of mind because eventually everyone's going to need a suit yes how many suits is irrelevant but everybody's going to need a suit at some point whether I gain weight, lose weight, grow, uh, as your kids get older, they're going to need suits. So, so suits will be needed at some mm-hmm. point. So are you going to be one of the top two people that someone think about? And the way you do that is is by experience, which is great. So adding on that, uh, I know I saw on your social media you have some um, uh, partnerships with yes. Suited With ID giving yes. back. Um, do you yes. want to talk about that briefly? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, 
It's one of those things that, you know, I was always doing before, contributing uh, to, to the community and, you know, people in need. But I got started getting more involved in that, like, when, you know, my, my, my kids were born and also starting this company. Because, yeah, it was definitely a, um, extra income. Right. But also, it's like, you know, I'm just very thankful of God. Like, you know, I basically got whatever I, I needed in life. Uh, beautiful family, beautiful kids, uh, you know, healthy. And I'm like, hey, man, I just want to get more involved in the community because I know, like, you know, a lot of people there, they are in need. Mm -hmm. uh, that was one of the another also reasons why I started this company because I wanted to get more involved in kind of giving back, especially in kids that are in the wrong path of drugs and gangs. Right. Because like I mentioned earlier, like, you know, I always had the family support. Right. I always had good friends. I always hung around with older people and thank God they were very good because they could have stirred me to the wrong direction. Right. So you saw and, the value in having somebody that was there to support you to have kind of push you in the right direction. Yes. Yeah, so like I had my um, uncle, my dad's like, you know, youngest um, cousin. And even with my business, he was the biggest support in life. Like, you know, um, he just he he basically shaped me up as a character that I am today. Same with my mother and my father, and my wife. So really, I got involved in uh, Kids Play and basically Semo Foundation. So Kids Play is run by Cal Desange mm -hmm. and uh, Gidden. Davies, Cal himself, he ran about 300, over, over 300 programs to help kids get away from drugs and the gang. And I fully stand by him. Because mm -hmm. remember when I was a kid, I was looked at a lot, of, a lot of kids, they were getting stirred into a different direction. Because they either wanted to be cool, they didn't know anything better. And, you know, the parents were always busy working, you know, two to three jobs mm -hmm. and not spending the time with the kids. And mm -hmm. they don't know where things went wrong. And it's hard for the kids to kind of go through the right path now because they're just went so far, you know, so deep into the dark. It's just hard pulling them back. And, and Kel, I mean, he's uh, a cop with, you know, family with two kids, does really well for um, himself. And it's, in, it's actually inspiring seeing a role model like that make a big difference, especially with like, you know, busy schedule. But once again, it comes to those things that we mentioned earlier, it's about pa like, you know, being passionate about what you do. You, you know, you don't think about the time because the time can't really interfere with what you like. Right. And you know what, did you just make it happen? So yeah, those are one of uh, the organizations that I'm actually involved in. Mm -hmm. And um, the Assemble Foundation, who is run by Manny, it's basically providing shelter and food um, to the homeless and the people in need, right? Okay. Uh, you know, me coming from a family background, a business, and you know, um, I'm not saying we're rich or anything, but you know, mm -hmm. um, my father did really well. And I was actually blessed uh, to have whatever, you know, whatever needed to be provided, right? My parents were there for me when I was a young boy, even when it came to education and just having, like, food and having, like, you know, shelter, right? Mm -hmm. So that's another one thing that I believe in, right? So basically, just, just giving back to that organization. And I feel like the people that run it, they have a heart of gold. Because so. right. nowadays, um, nothing gets any organization... You just don't know what to stand for and you don't know what the money's going mm -hmm. towards, right? So I like, I basically wanted to get involved with, uh, you know, people that I actually had a background, a knowledge about. You know. Right. For sure. Like, where, where can people find you uh, on Instagram or find, like, to, to connect with you, see your stuff, 
uh, website where if, if there's someone listening, where can we direct them to, to you? Yes, absolutely. So you can direct them to info at sudowithid.com. Uh, that's my website. Um, they can send me an email. Um, there's basically my Instagram page. Obviously, I don't have a thousand fabrics on there, right? right. Just too much to post, right? Uh, yeah, they can basically just uh, connect me from uh, email or even my phone number, 604-339-6729. I'm sure you're going to give that after, right? Mm-hmm. I just uh, say it out there. Sure. And yeah, they can get in touch with me because, you know, once again, with custom suit, there's like a lot of details that go in it. So I think th- things like that should be done like in person and live, Absolutely. Right? Yeah, but yeah, if they want to kind of get an idea about me and see, see what I'm, you know, somewhat about, right? Yeah, they can always just go to my page and website, right? Really appreciate it, Andrew. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys on the next episode.